0: Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What you're about to hear is a life-changing word from God through Pastor Steve O'Allen Sr. of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. Enjoy the message and be blessed in the Lord. I'm going to get right into my message. We are, uh, you know, the overall theme of our, uh, for this year is No Negativity. And we've been talking about bitterness, uh, the poison you drink. Uh, let's look at our fun- foundational text in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15. Now, today's lesson is going to be extremely practical. Extremely practical. Hebrews 12 and 15 says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many are defiled. Now, we've been dealing with the subject of bitterness for several weeks, and again, we said that harboring bitterness is like drinking poison poison and waiting for the other person to die. Last week, we talked about how to forgive, and uh, I gave you six keys on how to forgive. Number one, you have to ask the Holy Spirit to expose any unforgiveness, because sometimes you have things in your heart that's not exposed. Uh, The root of bitterness, of course, the root is hidden, but the fruit is visible, Number two, we said you've got to meditate on the extent of your own forgiveness in Christ. How can you hold anything in your heart against someone else when you've been forgiven for so much? Number three, we said you have to exercise your will. Number four, we said you've got to forgive with your heart. Number five, we said you've got to guard your mind and your mouth. And number six, we said you have to pray for your offenders or pray for your enemies. Romans uh, 12 and 21 says, be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Today, we're going to focus on anger. We're going to focus on anger. I want you to ask the person next to you, look at them in their eyes and ask them this. Say, are you angry? Don't answer, just ask the question. It's a rhetorical question. That's the question that we're going to deal with on today. Uh, Go to James chapter 1 for me. James chapter one, and uh, we'll start reading at verse number nineteen through twenty-one. James chapter James chapter one verses nineteen through twenty-one. When you're there, say I'm there. It says. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh, no, worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with, meek, with meekness the engrafted word uh, which is able to save your soul. Now you'll notice in verse 19 the word exhorts believers to be swift to hear. In other words always ready to listen. You know a lot of the challenges that we deal with in life has to do with the fact that we just don't listen. Now, the reason that you have two ears and one mouth is because you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. And sometimes the reason that we have so many misunderstandings and we have fights we have divisions and sometimes even people get divorced because we just don't Listen. So the Bible tells us to be slow to speak. Tell somebody, say, "Be slow to speak." Slow to speak. And then it tells us to be to be slow to wrath. In other words, slow to get angry, because it it does um, it does not work out the righteousness of the plan of God for your life. God has plans for your life. But when you are angry, it can hinder those plans. All this stuff, bitterness and angry, angry uh, anger, keeps the word from producing in your life. So let's talk about anger. And the question on the table today is, are you angry? We're going to define our terms. Anger is a strong emotion of irritation that occurs when a need or an expectation is not met. Uh, It's a strong feeling of annoyance. It's a strong feeling of displeasure. It's a strong feeling of hostility. Now, I want to look at the many faces of anger, but before I do that, I want to give you an analogy. You ever notice when you go shopping for clothing, there are several tags on the item. Uh, One reason for tags or the label is you need to know the fabric content. Is this Silk? Is this linen? Is it wool? Is it polyester? And then there's a tag for branding purposes because companies want to be identified. Is this Michael Kors? Is this Gucci? Is this Nike? Is this LV? And then there's a tag because you need to know. The size. Now, those tags can be misleading. (laughs) Because some of these companies make their clothes real small. Anybody know I'm telling the truth? You ever went in the store to try on something and the the tag had your size? (laughs) But the clothes didn't fit. I went went, uh, recently to get a shirt. And I tried on an XL, and uh, I couldn't even button the thing up. And uh, XL was the largest size that it came in. So I told a salesperson, I said, see, this designer right here, they must be making clothes for little boys and not real men. But these European designers make their clothes for little skinny guys. They must not have Popeyes in Europe. (laughs) (laughs) And then tags are necessary because they let you know what the item will cost. What will this item cost? So, Pastor, what does this have to do with the lesson on today? Well, when you look at anger, first of all, we need to identify the content. And then we need to call it what it is, call it by its name. And then we need to know if it fits. And finally, we need to ask ourselves the question, do I want to pay this price? Do I want to pay the price for what anger is going to cost? So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at some of the labels for anger, different types of anger. Number one is the anger avoider. Now, these people keep anger on the inside. They keep anger all covered up. They're very uncomfortable being angry and being around angry people. Now, they're angry on the inside, but they don't talk about it because they want to keep peace. They'll be mad at you, but you won't know it. They're like a simmering volcano. But here's the truth. Sooner or later, they're going to explode. And let me tell you this. This type of anger is very unhealthy, and it needs to be dealt with. Here's a question, are you an anger avoider? Does this size fit you? Number two is the anger explore, exploder. Now these people express anger very freely and very often. <laughs> They live in a constant state of anger. They're always angry about something. They wake up in the morning angry. They keep a frown on their faces. It hurts them to smile. I've seen people in church like that where everybody's laughing and everybody's everybody's smiling, but there's that one person sitting there with a frown on their face. You may be sitting next to them today. And they're ready to go off at any... I wish somebody would say something to me today. They're ready to go off. You know anybody like that? They're just ready to go off at any moment? Anger exploder. Does this size... Is that your size? Does that fit you? And then there's the anger exploiter. Now, to exploit means to use or to take advantage of. Anger exploiters enjoy the power that comes from anger. They believe that by using anger or uh, the threat of anger, they can gain power over people. They get, emotion, they get this emotional rush from anger that comes from creating fear in other people. They are, they, are, they are exploiters. They are basically, and let me tell you what they really are, they are adult toddlers throwing temper tantrums in order to get what they want. There are a lot of husbands like this. They control their wives with anger. The wife is walking around on eggshells because he's walking around with a frown on his face. She don't know what to say. She don't know what to do because she knows that whatever she says and whatever she does, he's just going to lose it. So she walks around on eggshells, hoping not to make him angry. And he uses this as a tool against her. Now, it's not just the husbands. Some wives are like this. They control their husbands with anger. And poor little man, so, so afraid... He's so afraid. He's so afraid that he don't want to do anything that's going to upset her. Lord, please. See, see, because if I make her angry in the daytime, she's going to be angry tonight. (laughs) Y'all understand what I'm saying. So she uses this anger as a tool. Are you an anger exploiter? Does this size Hit you. Then there's the anger grunts. These are the people that are critical and sarcastic all the time. They're critical about everything. They have something to say about everybody and everything. You know, one thing I had to learn I had to learn as a pastor not to internalize things. Because in church, there's always somebody that won't like something. One thing I found out, you can't please everybody. If you preach too long, they're looking at their watch, complaining about, man, I hope he heard and finished, because I got things to do. Then, if you hit them with a 30-minute message, they're talking about, you know, I ain't getting nothing out of that. I, 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 ain't, I ain't getting nothing. That. that was a shallow message. Were, I mean, I ain't getting I mean, nothing. He's was just wasting my time. I ain't getting nothing out of that. Nothing makes the anger grump happy at all. And you know what I found out? Anger grumps, even when things are, are going good, they recall the times when things are going bad. <laughs> it could be going good. yes, yeah, it feels all right. It's all right now. Ooh, I remember the time. Just, 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 they can't even be positive about what's happening right now because they're so negative in their minds. Mm. Number five, I promise you I'm not going to be long at all because I need to pray for some folks. Number five is the angry, passive, aggressive person. These people are aggressive, or they have aggressive behavior that's expressed in a passive way. They do things that they know will get on your nerves. The man know you're sensitive about your weight. So when he gets mad at you, he'll bring up weight issues. You been to the gym lately? <laughs> hmm. You going to eat all that? <laughs> you you going to order anything? Is there anything on the menu you, you didn't order? I see how you look. You, you know, I know you can see the, the front of that mirror, but do you know how you look from behind in that dress? Whoo, everybody got quiet right there, boy. What? boy. They do things to get on your nerves on purpose. And it ain't just the men, the women too. The women, she knows that you're sensitive about your hair loss. She she knows it. She knows that that's the thing. That's really, I mean, she she sees you in the mirror combing that thing to the front. She knows. She know that you real. This is a sensitive area for you. And, and 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 when some kind of some something comes on television about hair products, she said, Babe, hey, babe, babe, babe. You... you see that? You see that? Did you did you see the commercial? Did the lights just get bright? Oh no, that's the shine off your head. Doing things on purpose, on purpose, because you're angry. You know, we just ain't what we used to be, huh? What you mean? I ain't mean nothing. Did you see the Viagra commercial? You ain't had a sign language for that, did you? And here's the truth. She don't want nothing. She just want not make you mad. She don't, she don't want nothing. She don't, she don't want nothing. She just want, she want to make you mad. They do stuff on purpose. Then there's the anger retreater. Now, these people use a silent approach. When there's a problem, they retreat, and they go silent. You know, there's a problem. You know there's a problem because she ain't talking. What's wrong, baby? Nothing. Hey, wait, wait. And you know it's a problem because they ask you real quick nothing. You can barely get it out your mouth. What's wrong with it? nothing? Why aren't you talking? Ain't nothing to talk about. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, let me tell you what happens in silence. Whenever you have gaps in your communication, the devil starts putting things in your mind. When you're not talking. Now see, one thing you have to understand, when you're not talking, doesn't mean the devil's not talking. And he'll start putting imaginations in your mind. He'll start putting words in your mind. And see, the person, you're not talking, and then the devil's playing with your mind, ah oh, yeah, he don't feel the same way about you, she don't love you no more, whenever you leave a gap in communication, the devil will fill the gap, the devil knows how important communication is, and not just in the home, but also in, at work, at church, with the family, when there's a gap in communication, the devil will always fill the gap, listen to this. Silence is a very immature coping strategy. Mature people communicate and talk things out. It's extremely immature to walk around the house all day or see your husband and wife all day and you're not talking to one another. That's childish. Childish. That's childish. I mean, and, and, and not just not just at home, but in church. Sometimes we get angry with people in church and we just ignore them. We don't talk to them. That's childish. You're not gonna resolve anything with the silent method. You know what? Come on, think about this. Think about this. My wife's not here, so I, I can't I'm gonna use you. Come on, stand up. What did you say? Yes, say you know I'm a good act. Oh, you're a good actor. <laughs> well, your husband, he needs to know this. <laughs> <laughs> so so, let's, let's, so we're gonna play like this is first lady. So we're in the same house, but we ain't talking to each other. Walking by each other, just stand there. I gotta go to this room, and she's standing right here in the hallway. I ain't said nothing to her this morning. We woke up. We ain't said nothing to each other. Shouldn't say anything till you brush your teeth anyway. but we ain't said nothing to each other. So I walk by her. How mature does that look? For a grown man and a grown woman to, to walk past each other and pout. Pout, pouting men and pouting women. Pouting men. <laughs> I don't want you to see yourself, men. Look how you walking around. Don't say nothing to them. You might as well go and stop while you're at it. I ain't saying nothing to them. None. That is so immature. Mature people talk things out. Mature people communicate. Tell somebody that. Say, mature people know how to communicate. Number seven, I promise you I'm not going to be long. Number seven is the anger savers. Um. Now you're going to, you're going to have to we're gonna have to go way back uh, for you to understand what I'm talking about. So if young folk, you may not understand this, you may not know anything about this. But when I was a very young child, my mother would get these S and H green stamps from the store. Anybody here remember the S and H green stamps? It's Good to see you, old people. Uh, anybody else? Anybody here never heard of the S&H green stamp? Never? Don't have a clue what I'm talking about right now? Okay, so look. Let me explain it to the young people. The stores would give you these stamps as a reward for shopping at their stores. And you would take these stamps and you would fill this book with stamps. And once the book was filled, you could cash it in for merchandise. Yeah, and, and how oh, can I just tell you, my mother had me licking so many stamps. I hated it. Oh, God, I hated it. Get them stamps, boy, and put them in that book. Oh, my God. Why we can't just pay for the stuff? Why we need these books? So, man, <laughs> man, we would just lick these stamps and fill this book up, but it was worth something. And that's the way anger savers operate. They save up their anger And when the book is filled, they impulsively cash it in. And you know, when you keep saving stuff up, it doesn't matter how minor the last problem was, you explode because the book is filled. And the people are looking at you like, wait, what happened? How'd you go off about that? What, What happened? Well, what happened was they've been saving it up. And saving it up, and see, see—that's why it's important for us to handle anger right now, quickly. Because if not, we'll keep saving, saving it up, and saving it up, and finally, you'll get to that place where you explode, and you explode about nothing. I told you, I told you. When you put the toilet paper in there, I like it to come from underneath and not over the top. This is driving me crazy. It's not the toilet paper. It's because you've been saving up. Now I do like it to come from under the bottom, but anyway. <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff you just. You are you are over the top person. Yeah. Okay. Can I just take a take, take a poll? How many over the top people we have? Over the top? How many like the underneath? Let me see. The people that like it that come from underneath? Y'all are normal. Y'all are normal. (laughs) Y'all are normal. I don't know. These over-the-top people. (laughs) Oh, Lord have mercy. We're we're preaching about toilet paper today, Lord. (laughs) But when you don't handle things properly and you keep saving it up, and saving it up, and then the person that you're in relationship with, they're looking at you like, wait, whoa, why are you bringing that up? Because they never dealt with it at the time. So, 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 when they, when the book gets filled, they bring up stuff from years ago. They've been including this stuff. They've been holding it in and holding it in, putting a book in them, this licking them stamps, licking them and putting them stamps in that book, and then Someday, the book gets full. Some of y'all looking at me like your book almost full. You see the way some people look at me like, yeah, I'm right down. <laughs> look at your neighbor and just see if they look like a, they got a full book. Just look at your All right, help me out. I want you to see what I see. You look like somebody's right on the edge of a full book. So we looked at the different labels, but I want to look at the price tag. Are you willing to pay the price? Because anger is going to cost something. And the question is, are you willing to pay the cost? Go to Ephesians 4 for me, verses 26 and 27. Last scripture. You listen. To what it says: Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. the The, the Bible never tells us not to get angry because anger is a normal human emotion. The text says that you can get angry, but don't sin. Now, the question is, how do we sin? By letting the sun go down on our wrath. In other words, we don't resolve anger quickly. And what we do is we let it simmer and simmer and simmer. And what we're doing is we're giving place or we're giving room to the devil to come in. And all he wants to do. Is steal, kill, and destroy. So that's a part of the price tag. Another part of the price tag is anger causes death. Anger kills. Tell somebody, anger kills. Anger, kills. anger can kill you physically, anger can kill you spiritually, it can kill you emotionally, it can kill you mentally, it can kill you in relationships. So anger kills. And then anger aborts destiny. You can read in the book of Acts where Paul and Barnabas aborted their destiny. God put them together, but they got angry with each other and they separated. Now, God did continue to use them separately. But we never know what could have happened or what they could have accomplished if they had stayed in this divine connection. And let me tell you this. God can connect you to people, God can connect you to a church, and it can be a divine connection, and you can let anger tear it up. How many churches have been destroyed because the spirit of anger had come in? How many people left churches because they got angry with somebody? How many people left the church altogether? because of people in the church man I deal with church hurt all the time people getting hurt in church by people in the church please please hear me don't let anybody and I mean anybody run you away from the church you've got to know that it is a trick of the devil trying to get you out of what you need the devil hates you getting the word. He absolutely hates the fact that you press your way to get here today to get a word that you need. So he'll have you to come in and he'll have somebody to sit right next to you in church to get on your nerves. And I'll tell you to talk to your neighbor. And you look at that person, they won't even look at you. And you get angry with them and you leave the church because of one person. And what's happening is you're looking at the people, but you're not looking at the spirit behind it. You've got to realize that the devil, he will use whatever he's got to use to separate you from what you need. So anger comes in and it destroys you. It separates you from your help. God can connect you to a person. God can connect you to a church. But if you allow anger to come in, it can tear it up. The question today is are you willing to pay this price? The this anger in your heart is causing physical problems for you. The this anger in your heart is, is causing emotional problems. The this anger in your heart you can't sleep at night. Are you willing to pay that price? Are you willing to pay the price? To abort your destiny. God has a plan for your life. The Bible says it's a good plan. He created you for a certain reason. He's got something for you to do. But your anger now is causing you to abort your destiny. Let me tell you something. I've been pastoring almost 18 years now. And I've had many things that come up to make me angry. But I refuse. To allow anything to stop me from doing what God called me to do. See, and one thing you have to understand is in relation to your purpose. See, your purpose, God wants to use you not just for you, but there's people that he wants to use you to touch. So when the devil comes in to stop you, he, he doesn't just have you on his mind. He has those people that you're supposed to help on his mind. He's trying to kill your momentum. And the question is, are you willing? pay that price <laughs> when you meet God and he says to you I had this for you to do I had that for you to do I had this for you to do and you're going to sit there and look at God with your arms full and pout but they made me mad you know everything you know what they said to me they made me angry nobody can make you angry they can do things that cause anger but you've got to allow anger to come in. Now, today, I want you to know that if you ask God to deliver you from this anger, he'll deliver you. But what you have to do is, listen to me, what you have to do is you've got to take off your church clothes. See, so because we come to church And we want to put on like we we got it all together. I'm dressed up. I'm looking sanctimonious. I'm raising my hand when I'm supposed to raise it. I'm praising when I'm supposed to pray, praise. But I have all this in my heart. But if you're going to get delivered, you've got to come to God naked. And be honest with yourself. And be honest with him because he knows. God, I'm dealing with this. i got issues in my heart. I want to be delivered. I need to be delivered. And I know that you can deliver me. And I come before you naked. If you're going to be delivered, you got to want to be. I was talking to a, a guy the other day. And uh, I hate to even tell you how many. I, I, I like cars. I, I really, really like cars. I really, 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 really like cars. And I wouldn't even tell you, my wife and I have been married for 33 years, I refuse to even tell you how many cars that we've had. I like cars, but I just don't like them long. (laughs) And I I wouldn't even tell you how many cars we've had over the last 33 years. That's just my thing. Cars are just my thing. I had a guy the other day said to me, you know, you may need to see somebody about that problem. <laughs> I said, what? He said, yeah, you may need to go sit on somebody's couch and, and and talk to them about this problem that you have with cars. And I said to him, in order to be delivered, you got to want to be delivered. I don't want to be delivered. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. See, if you're going to be delivered, you got to want to be. I don't want to be delivered. That's just my thing. I ain't hurting nobody. That's just just my thing. But as it relates to anger, you got to want to be delivered. And if you want to be delivered, the power of deliverance is here for you. I believe that God brought you here today. And I believe that God had me to teach this lesson today because he had you on his mind. And he didn't just Exposed this just to expose it He he exposed it With a purpose And the purpose was For you not to leave here Like you came We hope the words you've just heard Has blessed you If you'd like to order other messages or series Please go online to DestinyChristian.org Or call 985-653-9006 Thank you for being a part of this ministry. Destiny Christian Center. Destiny demands diligence, so never quit. God bless you.